Chapter 4 of Campfire Girls at Twin Lakes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Lucy Burgoyne. Campfire Girls at Twin Lakes, or The Quest of a Summer Vacation, by Stella M. Francis. Chapter 4. The Girls' Boat, I. Before I take up the plan outlined by Mrs. Hutchins and her lawyer, Catherine continued, as she unfolded the paper, I want to explain one circumstance that might be confusing if left unexplained. As I said, the uncle and aunt who have Glen in charge live in Baltimore. They do not own any real estate, but rent a rather expensive apartment, which they never could support on the family income aside from the monthly payments received from Mrs. Hutchins as trustee of Glen's estate. This family's name is Graham, and its head, James Graham, is a bookkeeper receiving a salary of about $1,800 a year. In these war times, when the cost of living is so high, that is a very moderate salary on which to support a family of six, father, mother, two girls and two boys, including Glen. But this family, according to reports that have reached Mrs. Hutchins, is living in Clover. Mr. Graham, who is a hard-working man, still holds his bookkeeping position, but in this instance it is a case of everybody loafs but father. He is said to be a very much henpecked husband. Mrs. Graham is said to be the financial dictator of the family. Now, Mrs. Graham seems to be a woman of much social ambition, among the necessaries of the best social equipment, you know, is a summer cottage in a society summer resort with sufficient means to support it, respectably, and leisure in the summer to spend at the resort. It is said that the Grahams have all this. They have purchased or leased a cottage at Twin Lakes, which you know is only about a hundred miles from Hiawatha Institute. I think that every one of us has been there at one time or another. It is about three hundred miles from here. What Mrs. Hutchins wants us to do is to make a trip to Twin Lakes, pitch our tents and start a campfire program, just as if we were there to put in a season of recreation and honour work. But meanwhile she wants us to become acquainted with the Graham family, cultivate an intimacy with them, if you please, and be able to report back to her just what conditions we find in their family circle, just how Glenn is treated, and whether or not he gets reasonable benefits from the money given to the Grahams for his support and education. I have given you in detail, I think, what is outlined on this paper I hold in my hand. I don't think I have left out anything except the names of the children of the Graham family. 
but there are no names at all on this paper. The reason for this is that it was thought best not to disclose the identity of the family for the information of any other person into whose hands it might fall, if it should be lost by us. The names are indicated thus. A stands for the oldest member of the family, Mrs. Graham, for she is two years older than her husband and the real head of the household. B stands for the next younger, Mr. Graham. C stands for Addie, the oldest daughter. D for the next daughter, Olga. E for the only son, James, named after his father. And F stands for Glen. There, you have the whole proposition. What do you want to do with it? Mrs. Hutchins, I neglected to mention, wants to pay all of our expenses and hire help to take off our hands all the labour of moving our camp. Replies were not slow coming. Nearly every one of the girls had something to say, as indicated by the eager attitudes of all and requests from several to be recognised by the guardian, who was in the chair. Azalia Atwood was the first one called upon. I think the proposition of Mrs. Hutchins is simply great, the latter declared with vim. It's delightfully romantic, sounds like a story with a plot, and would make fourteen heroines out of us if we were successful in our mission. I want to warn you against one danger, Miss Ladd interposed at this point. The natural thing for you to do at the start, after hearing this lengthy indictment of the Graham family, is to conclude that they are a bad lot, and to feel an eagerness to set out to prove it. Now, I admit that that is my feeling in this matter, but I know also that there is a possibility of mistake. The Grahams may be high-class people, but they may have enemies who are trying to injure them. If you take up the proposition of Mrs. Hutchins, you must keep this possibility in mind, for unless you do, you might do not only the Grahams a great injustice, but little Glen as well. It would be a pity to tear him away from a perfectly good home that has been vilified by false accusations made by unscrupulous enemies. The discussion was continued for nearly an hour. The written instructions in Catherine's possession were read aloud, and then a vote was taken. It was unanimous in favour of performing the task proposed by Mrs. Hutchins. End of chapter 4